At Philosopher Kings, we empower next-gen professionals how to think, speak, and act with knowledge, wisdom, and virtue. Plato believed the best rulers would actually be philosophers. People committed to virtue and goodness, arete and kalos, above all else. We believe the best modern professionals are growing daily towards Plato's ideal. The best young professionals are philosopher kings. Join me, Mark Schaefer, to learn how to think, speak, and act as a uniquely better next-gen professional, using ancient philosophy and wisdom to inform the best possible life as a practitioner and person. Philosopher Kings part two coming up of my interview with Joe Martino where he talks about all or nothing thinking as being detrimental to your professional path and really uh, a quality life and so he has a big psychological word for it and he'll explain it but I just love what he had to say about either seeing things as completely black or completely white in honestly a professional world that requires gray nuance moving on your feet growth mindset and you know the classic question am i doing better this week than i was last week uh we're all on a learner's path and joe really highlights that beautifully so i hope you love this one and uh yeah let's get to it we if you are a young professional in your first five to 10 years of client or patient practice, I'd like to invite you to check out our YouTube channel where we regularly publish videos on how to level up as a professional in the modern workplace and crush it in your personal life too. Come take ownership over your personal and professional moral progress in a way very few ever will and leave comments and suggestions under the videos to inspire and encourage others on the same journey. You also won't wanna miss interviews with established and exemplary practitioners in your field sharing the secrets of how to think, speak, and act with knowledge, wisdom, and virtue. Search for Philosopher Kings with my name, Mark Schaefer, or just click the link in the show notes. And I really yeah. think resilience is underrated and something that I think we were all given an opportunity to develop through the pandemic was resilience, right? Because really most yeah. of our arguments are about how we responded to it. That's relational, right? And relationships with resilience are how intimacy is built. And so I think yeah. that's something else that if, if we can kill this kind of like, okay, Gen Z, okay, boomer stuff, I think yeah. you're going to see... I'm a firm believer that multi-generational organizations are better because sure. every generation brings its own strengths to it. And I think when you see that happen, it's amazing. Yeah. Isn't Joe great, you guys? You say, yeah, and you nod your head, but then you're catching up to the great things that he just had to say. Um, some of you may need to get a notepad or go back and watch this again. Um Okay, so on the other hand, if that was like the good news, what do you see like when you hire um, a younger professional and it's their first time stepping into whether it's their internships or practicum or they're practicing for the first time, 
what are like the detriments or the challenges that you see unique to the young professionals coming up into mental health care? Okay, so I'm this is going to feel a little ADHD because I'm a therapist and I probably do have ADHD, uh, no but it's going to come back, I promise. Okay. I, I want to go back five or six years to my own daughter being of the license age, right? 16. I don't know what you were like, Mark, but man, as soon as I was legally allowed to get my license and I had my parents' permission, it was done. I was going to go get my license. Oh, yeah. And my daughter was like, no, I'm good. I was like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, I'm good. And I started to realize most of her friends were, no, I'm good. And and part of that was, there's two reasons for that. It would seem that the literature suggests. One is getting their driver's license is the first time that they could fail. Probably touch on that a little bit later. And, and the, other yeah. time, the other thing was, it's the first time that there's something that they're doing that their parents or caregivers don't control the outcome. Right. And so they're really wow. the first generation yeah. where certainly parents were very involved and I'm not trying to disparage any parents generation coming before, but like, I mean, down to everything. And so what happens is they get older and they start to get more responsibility. Well, this is something that somebody's not walking along with me. And I see that when we hire people, you know, when we yeah. get interns, they want to know, like, like, like they ask questions that sometimes I think if you had just paused and thought through the question you were asking, you knew that answer, but you're looking for someone in authority to tell you that answer. At the same time, sure. they bristle at the idea of doing something just because authority told them to do it. And so there's this, this conundrum that they they live out of that I think causes yeah. distress for them. And, you know, I work in private practice, which is kind of the holy grail of mental health. Um, and there's not a lot of yeah. like, okay, we do this this way every time. Uh, I think another thing that's going on more in the educational setting, but it's having an impact on our hires is we are taking cognitive distortions and rather than saying, oh, these are not ways we want to think, educationally, it feels to me as though we're encouraging that, right? And so a, a cognitive distortion would be all or nothing thinking. So if a little bit's good, okay. I was all just of about it's to great. Ask. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's 12 of them. One of them would be all or nothing thinking. So let's say you and I agree on everything and we get on this and I see you have an Iowa t-shirt on. Right. Not and I'm today, like, but a lot of times. Right. Right. And I'm like, well, he and I can, I'm going to pick something ridiculous, but well, he and I can no longer be friends because yeah. he supports Iowa. And you see a this a lot. Team. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are. Uh, right. Right. So, you, you know, when you, when you see that in a football, we kind of laugh, but it happens over politics, religious denominations, ideology. Yeah. We, we've not, done a very good job of helping maybe the whole world, but certainly Gen Z distinguish between someone disagreeing with me and someone attacking me. And yeah. those are different. Do you know, um, it's, it's interesting that you share that. I just got back from a hiking trip with my best friend since like eighth grade. Okay. He's an immigration attorney and, uh, he got a call in the middle of backpacking when he was supposed to be on vacation from his paralegal. And, you know, it was a 15, 20 minute call. 
Yep. But he hopped off and he said pretty much exactly what you just said that, you know what? She's trained, smart, and totally capable of figuring out the information she just called to ask me. She's just afraid of getting it wrong in front of me and what that will feel like. Right. And we've taken collaboration to mean the disbursement of responsibility. Yeah. Right. And so collaboration is like, like if she makes that decision, then she's responsible for it. Right. And if it goes bad, she might look bad in front of him and who knows how that's going to feel and go. You know, I love baseball, the best hitter in baseball ever. And it pains me to say that because he's a Red Sox, but he hit 400, which means he failed 60% of the time. Yeah. You know, and we have to bring that back. Somehow we have to bring back this idea that it's okay to mess up. It's okay to make mistakes. I think yeah. part of it is how often have you, have you, I don't know if your kids have played like community sports or something, but you, you know, they lose, they get crushed and there's mom, yeah. or there's dad, you know, kneeling down next to the kid, honey, it's okay. Yeah. As long as you gave your best, that's all that matters. That's a truish statement. It's not a right. blatantly right. true statement, right? Like, Actually, it yeah, might yeah. not be all that matters. And, and that's where it gets really difficult. Again, because if we go back to those all or nothing thinking distortions, well, my sure. whole life, people have told me that as long as I tried my best, I actually had a client, about, I don't know, three or four or five years ago, who came to see me and I was like, I don't understand why you're here. Your life seems like it's all together. Well, my boss hates me. Well, why does your boss hate you? Well, my review hands me the review. There's like 26 points. 24 of them were five out of five. Two of them were three out of five. And in the little paragraph, like narrative summary, the boss wrote, you would do well to work on this to improve. Had no idea how to handle that. And that's something that has to change. Let's, um, Let's segue to that because okay. the, that was like the warm up question. And the main one I wanted to ask you was a really essential distinction that you made uh, just a while back between failure and failing. 